This is the Self-Helpful Podcast, where I invite today's most important influencers to grapple with their own wisdom and stories in an authentic, relatable conversation about self-help and what drives them. I'm Kevin Miller. I'll be your guide as I distill my guest's greatest wisdom and methodologies into practical, transformative steps. This podcast has been downloaded over 60 million times by people like you and me who want to elevate our personal experience of life and the way we show up for others. How to leverage social and personal accountability for your health. Take all the self-help organizations in the world. You'll be hard-pressed to find any with as great a success record as AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. It's free, it's volunteer-based, it's informal, and yet it fulfills a primary human need, accountability. You have the group to commune with and receive support from, and you get a sponsor. And it's not someone following you around and slapping your hand every time you reach for a drink, but it's someone who you know understands, cares, and will be there when you need them for support and encouragement. Uh, Another winner is Weight Watchers. They were founded back in 1963. And to date, one of the most successful weight loss organizations of all time. Same reason, social accountability, the support and encouragement from others. In recent times, Peloton is a shining example. We've been promoting them uh, recently. Shining example of harnessing social accountability and support to the tune of an $8 billion valuation, uh, one of the top unicorn investments of all time. Social accountability is just powerful because it, it works. This is my Functional Friday episode where we focus on our health and wellness so we have the physical and mental capacity to help ourselves. And today we talk about this value of accountability. As powerful as social accountability is then, also our ultimate goal is to create personal accountability. The definition of accountability is the fact or condition of being accountable, responsibility, and where social accountability helps by being responsible to others, personal accountability is far stronger and enduring when you're responsible for and and to yourself. In this episode, we cover some key aspects to harnessing and developing both social and personal accountability in order to achieve the health and wellness you desire. The Self-Helpful Podcast pays tribute to Zig Ziglar, one of our world's most inspirational leaders. Ziglar is your premier source for equipping top coaches to help leaders and top performers excel professionally and personally. So visit Ziglar.com. Let them inspire your true coaching performance. I truly thank you for tuning in to this Self-Helpful Podcast where I strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience of life and the way we show up for others. Next up, I'm with my Functional Friday co-host, Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert, and we talk through the value of accountability in our pursuit of wellness. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill 
bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So as we, I'm going to start off with like a patient as an analogy here that you have the next patient that comes in here. You just had a new one, but the next patient who comes in here, middle-aged man, woman, whatever, seeking to deal with something they want better. Something's wrong. They want something better. Generally something's wrong. You come in here, do your detective work to help figure out what it is. And so here's some acute thing. You start off with the acute list. Okay. I think this is number one. This is what's going on. And here's what would help it. X, boom, 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 boom. And it's generally a change, change diet, change sleep, change exercise, change stress, change something, but it's taking the norm that we're all stuck in and that we've made kind of comfortable around ourselves. And, and, and we need a change. You're then relying on their personal accountability to do it. To walk it out, to come back next or, you know, chime in next week, next month, 90 days, whatever. They've walked it out. And of course, as you and I sat in the deck yesterday talking about a guy that we both know, and it's been how long? And he's not really done anything and he's still suffering? Right. It's been months. Months with that level of suffering. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, you're, you do what you're going to do. And change is always change, mm -hmm. and change is always hard, and change always hurts. And this is the dawn of, I mean, this is the holy grail of all, you know, <laughs> all time of personal development and changing ourselves that we're dealing with. And it is difficult. And how many of us, I and mean, when we go back to, you know, the scriptures, I, I don't do what I want to do, and I do what I don't want to do, and that's humanity. So here we are. Yep. What do we do? Right. And, uh, you know, I want to get into talking about the aspects of personal, but for this, purpose here to help ourselves social accountability is so powerful we all know that to pick wow yeah to pick businesses i mean we look back at weight watchers i think it's one of the all-time greatest success stories with losing weight my memory as a kid was my mom joined and her and a bunch of women and they got together and they did it together that was the point curves my understanding is curves as a fitness you know type thing that the best thing it has going for it is accountability so they've done a good job of getting people together what? You know what bone I have to pick with Weight Watchers, though? Oh, probably lots, but I'm just talking about <laughs> one piece. <laughs> You're right. The, the, the social accountability piece is what makes Weight Watchers, Lean Cuisine, Jenny Craig, the church groups, that is why those things are successful. Why are they ultimately not successful is what we're going to talk about today as well, too. Because if you go into Weight Watchers, one of their business models is repeat business. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> okay. I'm I, mean, I thought you were going to get in. I mean, and also some of those things, it's not really nutritional food that they're courting. But, well, but back there, I mean, my memory is that my mom would literally go to Weight Watchers. I mean, they literally had meetings. Yeah. So the other things were happening, but these were meetings that they go to. I mean, my gosh, Alcoholics Anonymous, possibly Huge. one of the yeah. most successful social accountability structures, you know, of all time. I joined a Strava group. Uh, that I'm on and now they're doing it as well and talking amongst themselves and you come along there and give each other kudos. I mean, it's just behavioral psychology, 101, social accountability. It's so strong. And how can we all get it? I mean, for a patient, we just talked about that for you, for a patient, for you, I think it'd be great for you guys to have for true life medicine, have a Facebook group or whatever, right? Some connection point to, connect with people, to bring them along, to create the social awareness, the social accountability. Dr. James just told me to light a match to my pantry. What am I supposed to feed my kids? I know, man, I had to do that too. What'd you do? This is what I did. That's great. You know, or let's do this together. I mean, that's the, I mean, it makes me feel bad that we haven't done that more aggressively. Well, I think as a business, we would help our clientele to do that as well. I mean, obviously it's fine. You can't, I'm not going to be a part of 500 groups, man, for a journey like that, that's so it's change, big change. Yeah. Yeah. It, it helps. Well, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you is that's a lot of noise on your Facebook wall that you have to filter through. If you're filtering through Strava and then through these guys and then through those guys, I get worried about being overwhelmed. That's true. Now the reality is, uh, I don't have, I, I don't have anything on my. No, I do have. I have Strava on my phone. So now when I, you know, go to the bathroom, that's all I got. If I don't have a text, that's all. I have nothing else at all. And so while you're sitting down doing nothing, you see all these other guys <laughs> yeah. and how much. Yeah, I'm thinking, man, I got to get off the pot and go exercise. Uh, so I literally, that's it. And then Facebook, I don't really want to be there. I use mainly use it for business. I don't want to be on it anyways. But if I am going to go check it. I actually, I'll tell you what, I go check it a couple times a day now and I have, uh, the Hydra group and I have the Colorado Springs mountain bike group, mm-hmm. which I use, uh, you know, and people, and I, I went today and saw a guy and he had done the, the air force base mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. loop. And I said, Hey, is that open to civilians now? You know, during COVID he says, no, it's just military. Apparently he's military. So of course my next question is, can I go with you? <laughs> you know, but that's, that's a good use of that's social a, media. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, so I was thinking, Randy, I mean, my, when I look back, even at my own cycling career, I mean, BMX, why did I start BMX? Cause they built a BMX track in my town and my two next door neighbor guys got BMX bikes. I thought I want to do that. So I did. And every day we'd go out and I just found some old photos we were going through and it's the, you know, the consummate 1970s, a <laughs> ramp over a ditch or over kids, you know, and we were doing, it. I got pictures of me doing it. And so that's just what we did. That's social accountability. Later on, I started road racing and I lived with my teammates, literally, we moved in together. And so you wake up in the morning, there was no question of, oh, I'm not into it. I'm depressed. I, I just don't feel up to it or whatever, because they're putting their stuff on and they expect me to join. And I do. And we go out and we ride five hours and kill ourselves. And the accountability is just so powerful. And yet today's day and age, the majority of people hearing this have none in their life, no accountability. Social well, accountability, uh, well, okay. no, no support. And I'm talking right. about in the support aspect. They have no support. I'm thinking in the bigger picture, too, many of the people that are listening, they have the accountability of their family. Some. So, or, or, or unaccountability. Or, uh, yeah. Right. They're, they're getting 
dragged down. I mean, you're saying that, but how many of your patients say, here I am trying to make these changes. I don't have my spouse on board or my kids. Yeah. Right. Women, especially is the one other ones that get me because the, you know, their, their husbands, you know, he's a, right. Although the guy that was on the deck yesterday is is the opposite. opposite And and so it it is, is going both ways. So the reality is that the water we swim in, the accountability that we do have tends to be negative. Mm-hmm. Tends to pull us down. Well, we did a show on that. Shoot, I'm not. I don't have my. I'll, to, I'll pull it up here while you're talking. But we did a show on that about one of the biggest enemies that we all have mm-hmm. is the negative accountability or the the flow, the flow yeah. of, of our culture that we swim in the waters of our culture, and that includes our family. Mm-hmm. And and you're saying, look at the power of the positive social accountability in these other groups, mm-hmm. and and what that can do for people. And from a social perspective, you know what? There is a positive one is, is smoking. I didn't thought about that. That is the negative. That's the negative side. So today we're talking about the positive side. Harnessing. How can we harness and leverage it? I mean, Jim Rohn is, you know, ultimately famous for a lot of things, but this, the quote of you become the average of the five people you hang around most. You and I on this show have talked, I don't know how many times you mentioned a minute ago, uh, blue zones, Dan, uh, Dan, Butner, uh, Butner, yeah, uh, uh, and and him just talking about that the culture. When you have that culture, you don't even have to try. Those people in those cultures, they're not thinking about dieting or eating healthy no. or exercising. It's just it's like you and your bike guys, yeah. Because the family says, you know, something happens at six o'clock. We go on a walk. Here we go. Yeah, we're all walking out the door together, and you you do that, and we don't just walk. I'm thinking of the the other book, the, the uh, Natural Born Heroes, the, oh, on right. the island of Crete. We, we, we harvest our salad for tonight. Yeah. And they eat weeds. What we would call weeds. We but they eat it. it and it's the garnish and they just do that. And there's not really an option down the, down the other path. Honestly, in America, you know what I'm thinking is people see that as negative because in our culture, we have the rugged individualism. We have, I want to be my self-made man, my own person. I don't want to do what everybody else wants to do. I'm thinking of families like we all have teenagers and they want to do what they want to do. They don't want to certainly go on a family walk or a family jog or something like that. It's, but, but it is the, but then the funny thing is it's like we used to joke about the gangs, you know, the gang individualistic and they go and, and they're, they're dressed like God. They're exactly yeah. the same thing. And even now you got the, whatever, whatever guy you're talking about, who's the rugged, whatever, He's got some Facebook group or Strava group of people that he's together they all with. Have the same tattoo. It really is. And if you get the one guy who's the loner out there, chances are he's pretty good with his own personal accountability right. a lot of times. But you know, on this, so I mean, what can you do? And I, I mean, I'm thinking about the, the the little things like, man, if you want to start losing weight, we'll use that as an easy one. And you think that running sounds good to you, or swimming, or cycling, or Zumba, or whatever. One of the most powerful things to do is to go become part of a group doing that. Join the local cycling group. Find a local uh, running team. You'll make a friend. That's what they do. Now you have that accountability together. I mean, that is probably worth or that's probably more tangibly successful than any of these self-help books back here on my shelf that are trying to get you to do it by yourself. I would agree. I mean, how many things that we do, do we do? I mean, you as a husband, how many things do you do just because of the, I don't know if this is positive or negative. It's just the spousal accountability. You're on, well, I better take the trash out and you just do it. And thank goodness, because if she wasn't there, there may be trash piled up to the ceiling. So it's good, but we do have that accountability. Yeah. In a, in a family, yeah, good and bad. 
I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are. And in some places, it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier and air doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code Kevin. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital. And Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Kevin. And even though, I mean, we kind of chuckled at, at the negative side of marriage accountability, but it's, I, I also know I want that. Yeah. I know that for me on a business trip and, and that, you know, eat whatever, stay up a little bit later or whatever, you don't feel good about yourself. It's like we joked about before, the, the Friday night relief of a movie and a bowl of ice cream does not equal restoration. Mm -hmm. But if I knew, and we've done that before, a Friday night hangout with you and Patrick and Dustin or whatever else, and it might be the same bowl of ice cream, but the, the, the relationship is there, the camaraderie is there, the restoration is there. Mm -hmm. That kind of a hangout is so much different than, than the other kind because of the social connection. And I would argue, Kevin, too, that deeply buried within there is biochemistry. Okay. Meaning what you just said, the friendship, the connection, the social human connection, I think this is missed in American medicine by far, is, and it's actually what we want to also do in the office, is to create more of a relational coaching, mentoring kind of relationship with people for this very reason which again is why we should, even though I might not be the Facebook kind of a guy, people are. And that relationship creates the biochemistry that leads to the mindset 
that leads to being more well than you would have been. Well, they do look at you guys, you know, here in the practice as a family, you know, you and yeah, John and Caleb and they connect with you, but that's just, that's, that's while they're in while here, they're here for the most part. I mean, you do have your, uh, the mobile connection. Point. Uh, yeah. The spruce. Yeah. We, we've yeah. got connection with people, but it's yeah, still not the same. So, you know, again, as people hear this to think about how can they in the, so wherever they, I mean, obviously if you get a health and wellness, uh, uh, Avenue that you're doing well in great. You have your own personal accountability. You're doing like, like, you know, me with exercise. I I don't need any accountability to do that. Now I'm, I'm still using some of these things because it excites me a little more. Um, it's kind of fun Fun. to post stuff. Yeah. So I'm doing that, but I'm going to go and exercise every day. I got that one covered. I could use a meditating, uh, <laughs> positive, uh, account, but which we're actually, you don't even know, we're going to have somebody on here uh, on the show uh, and talk about that some, but that's where I could use it. Cause I'm struggling with, you know, with that accountability. So that'd be great. Where's a meditation group. I mean, they, I'm sure they exist, right? That would be it. So as everybody's listening, where is your Achilles heel? Where's your downfall? Where's the place you lose momentum? Where's the place that's the biggest struggle? How can you go? That's the question. How can you go find Proactively go out there and find the social accountability you need to do it. Think about it. Like that is, think about it through your lens. That's the last thing you want to do. Well, that's because I don't like people much. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but if you're going to go meditate with them, you sit there and don't say anything. Monks, I need to go to to find a monk. Find some monks. Can I go sit there and not talk to you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But but my, 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 my point there is, it is that's the line to cross. So we're at that decision-making point of, you know, you do have to reach out and actually the Strava groups and things like that make it easier because it's not even it. Hopefully it leads to a personal, actual real connection, but it doesn't have to, but it's still a connection point. What do you, fuels that response? And even the accountability of the data. So uh, that's what Strava does. That's mm-hmm. what Hydro does. That's what Peloton does. So like Weight Watchers does. Oh, yeah, well, check this. You'll appreciate it. So, hi, so Hydro. So I'm doing my rows, right? Yesterday I did one. I did like 5,000 meters or something like that on, you know, on the screen. And it logs that. And then it says, hey, uh, afterwards, literally automatically, come to, congratulations, you're XYZ further to your or closer to your first goal. And I scroll down and it's a 100,000 meter uh ticker. So it's got me on there. It's, it's calculating all. And when it gets to the top, I get a hydro water bottle sent to me. Oh, it probably cost them three bucks from China or something like that. But I'm looking forward to it. And now I've seen people posting it. I got my water got my bottle. Hydro. And then when that stops, they or, or when that you achieve that, you get a something else, whatever. And it's, it's a, it's a Strava kudos, you know, but it's keeping track of that. And so then I feel accountability to that, this is you know journaling, tracking, whatever, just like in business as well. That is such a benefit because we will respond to that. I mean, this is all. How do we manage our own dysfunctions, our own weaknesses? And these are pieces of it. Strong pieces. Strong pieces. People yeah. ultimately make decisions based on emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd like to think that we make them based on smart thinking and data points and all of that, but ultimately. People make decisions. This is referring back to the book. I, I want you to. I have it up on my screen, but I, I was going to buy it. And I thought, no, I'm going to ask the guy to get on a show with me. And yeah, well, I'll so. drop the name of the book as, as curable yeah. uh, by Travis Christofferson and uh, lost my train. Of thought. Oh, Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. the best investor ever. And so the classic line is 
he says, when people are selling, buy. When people are buying, sell. Hmm. Meaning when people are doing these complicated data analyzing algorithms of whatever, ultimately they think they're doing that, but they're not. And he is then saying, you, you, you think the other way. People do things. My point there is they're doing it based on emotion, not on data. The data says I weigh 200 pounds and I should weigh 180 pounds. That's the data. But I'm going, I'm going to go exercise based on, is my friend going to do it? Do I like the guy? Do I want to compete? Do I, you know, all of these other things. And, and the bottom line, and this I would say for people listening out there, is the learning point is we're not as smart as we think we are. There, there's, there's a wisdom to finding, like you said on your quote of who you're hanging around with, finding the group of people that are going to pull you towards the direction you want to go. That's been some of the help for me is to realize that even though here I am studying behavioral psychology, behavioral economics, trying to harness it in business, that I'm... I, I'm a culprit of it. I mean, I'm, I'm just as malleable with it. You still can't tell me why you don't meditate. I, I know. <laughs> and, 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 why, and how Starbucks has me addicted to go in there and get my little rewards. I literally look forward to the rewards. Why? Because then my wife will say, well, do you have one of the free things? Because if so, she'll get the most expensive thing that she feels guilty to get otherwise. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you know, sure, I'll buy, your, I'll buy your coffee too. It'll give me more rewards. They are getting my money because they have used the behavioral economics that I'm sitting there watching i know exactly what they're doing and it works and that's the point that and it works so again for folks out there where are you struggling where can you harness that social and today obviously there's groups that you can go literal face to face you got to figure out what works for you but it now it's available to anybody online and i don't even know the vast list of accountability group and they're not going to call themselves that they're going to call themselves like advocacy groups you know there's a peloton group they don't call themselves an accountability group you know the hydro group weight watchers they don't call it aa may say accountability but nobody we're using that because that's the root of the issue but we're talking about support and encouragement camaraderie it's it's the tribe the tribe yeah the linchpin guy didn't he write a seth godin seth godin on something about tribe that was tim ferris no yeah uh, but that idea. Yeah. Yeah. And what just dawned on me is one of the call outs that I am encouraging people to think about if they are thinking about a, a functional medicine or true life medicine is. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all on Yahoo Finance is an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they were hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. 
I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. YahooFinance.com is to recognize the social disadvantage, the social problem that I would argue is the American healthcare system. Okay, so it, it as because I would if people want to lose weight or have right, there's no hypertension advocacy groups out there well, because yeah, we're, we're taught that well, I got older and my dad had it and now I have it and my insurance company says this is what you do and that's the standard of care. It's a disincentive, right, to be aware of those kind of markers, right? And what we create over here ultimately. There is no such thing as, you know, high cholesterol advocacy group because the way to get out of high cholesterol ultimately is to be a part of Peloton. I was going to say the hydro Peloton, yes, Weight yes, Watchers. That's the my bike, point the bike is club. Yeah. to highlight. And maybe people will say because a lot of people are stuck and we're saying, well, go call a friend and go run, you know, go run around the block. And they're like, I don't want to do that. But if they can get unstuck by recognizing that part of our stuckness is the very system we say is awesome as the American yeah. healthcare system the, the, we're being alone and then being in that what just what I just thought about too is I mean imagine if somebody said okay I need to get out I need to get my cholesterol down okay you need to run and they go out and run every day man it's just killing my feet and you go dude you have no shoes get some shoes that will help you a lot it will cause a lot less pain put some shoes on right and that's what we're saying if you are trying to do these things and struggling and you're not tapped into some aspect of social, I'm again, kind of a support and advocacy, uh, encouragement. If you're not plugged in that, you're missing a key thing. It's like going out and running without your shoes, I think, for most people. Totally. I, well, let's go one step further that if anybody is serious about learning anything, yeah, you get a teacher, a coach, a trainer, yeah. uh, an accountant, anything, right? In this world where you and I, where we're bridging business and family and, and health and all of that, I am, am now convinced that the American healthcare system is uh, wrong. I was going to say immoral. It, it's, it's wrong. It's short-sighted. It's, the problem is they don't recognize what we're just saying, that mm-hmm. the, the instructor in the American healthcare system has was traditionally the the town wisdom or or the doctor or the whoever else that had wisdom and instruction on how to not be sick. Now it's diagnosis, medicine, surgery, Mm -hmm. right? So there's, you've stripped the doctor from any kind of coaching, mentoring, relationship, uh, encouragement. For those watching the video, no, this is this is my analogy. I thought the other day because I was irritated about something that you're talking about. I was going, imagine that you know, American health. Imagine I'm taking this this scissors and, and sawing it across you, and boom, it creates a wound. You put a bandaid on it. It's seeping. You put stuff on. The next day, we come in as we're sitting here. I do it again, and you're like, man, I got to get a better band aid. And you do that, and finally you come in. Check this out, man. I got this one. It's metallic. I don't think you can even get through it. And that's American medicine. And, and nobody says, dude. 
Why don't you knock me out so I quit cutting you? <laughs> yeah, quit. I mean, it is. It's the upriver. I saw the 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 upriver, which was first done by, or you know, uh, the the upstream. Uh-huh. The quote was originally somebody about you know the kids falling in yeah. upstream. Well, why don't we? Uh, why yeah, don't we instead of sick. spending a trillion dollars on a helicopter to do a, a dramatic rescue that gets on YouTube from a kid in the river downstream, the tenth and one, we keep doing row. it again, yeah. and we keep doing it again. Let's go upstream and say, why are these kids falling in? Somebody real famous coined that. I didn't yeah, know. I can't I, remember, I can't who, it remember was. who the famous person was either. It's like Mandela or Desmond. My analogy is the check engine light on your car. Yeah. You wake up. Your check engine light is on. You take it to the car doctor, the mechanic, and he says, yeah, I reset it. You're like, oh, thank you. You drive away. The check engine light is not on. You wake up the next morning. You drive. The check engine light is on. <laughs> just says, turn that. Oh, I've had them on cars like on my old ones. And you just put a piece of electrical tape it, over. I'm tired of seeing that stupid seeing thing. That, thing. <laughs> that piece of electrical tape is called your hypertension medicine. You have to reset the system every morning, every morning, every yeah. morning, every morning. You're not getting to the root causes. And to close this loop with what we're talking about today, one of the root causes of your malady is the lack of relationship, coaching, mm-hmm. mentoring, tribalism, camaraderie, accountability, social connectedness. And now we're in the age, granted Peloton, Hydra, all that kind of things is doing, doing really well. But do you know what uh, you, we've talked about the diseases of despair, yeah. of, of disconnectedness. Did I ask you this sort of uh, uh, theoretical question of the metabolic equivalent of perceived loneliness? So not, to, not loneliness because everybody's got 500 Facebook friends and they might be socially okay, connected. Right, if they right. perceive isolation, right. loneliness is the metabolic equivalent of 15 cigarettes per day. That's horrific. It's horrific. So, and again, people need to hear that part of, oh, I can't get off the couch and and do the work to lose the weight. There is a metabolic response of the cycle that we're in. And the longer we stay in it, the harder it is to get off the couch, to make friends, to socially connect, even if it is online or whatever, that the opposite of that. Remember what I said just a few minutes ago, Kevin, I think there's a metabolic response to friendship. Oh, right. Yeah. There is a metabolic response to loneliness, and it's not good. It's I have one to cheesecake. It's very <laughs> beneficial for my cheesecake overall health. Cheesecake deficiency is a metabolic response <laughs> I don't, that is I don't harming need a support you. group for that. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's gigantic. So I'm thinking of Steve Martin in the, in, in the movie, The Jerk. All I need is the cheesecake. All I need <laughs> yeah. is this. It, it is. I mean, we're ta- again, that's why I wanted to have the show. It's such a big deal that we're missing out. Yeah, mm. when you talk about that, that we have all these connection points, but we are less, we have less intimate connections, you know, than ever. And, and to that point, I mean, you know, I, I, if you could find this kind of social support, it's probably, I need to start saying that, not accountability, but social support, you know, from those closest to you, that is the best thing you could yeah. possibly have. If you don't have that, and you may have that, as you said earlier, against you even, to go out and find it. I'm saying it is our responsibility, all of us, in, in an area that we need help at least. Um, but even in, in not, like I said, I'm having fun with that, with an area that I don't need help with exercise, mm-hmm. but it's helping it. It's making it more enjoyable, more interesting. I'm you know connecting with people. And it is fun to find those people 
that just like that, you, you mentioned Patrick, a guy that we've gotten to know the past couple of years. And, you know, I went and he had five guys and we went mountain biking together. I drove there with him for an hour. We talked business and family and to have those connection points to even that. Okay. That's a great point. If you're lonely, go find somebody pursuing a similar pursuit and mm-hmm. interest like this it is worth its weight in gold. And we can all do that. And I just want to set it out there as not a nice thing, or that'd be great if I could of saying, look, if you want to be well, er, well, as well as you can, it's a requirement. Go find, Yeah, exactly. I mean, you do you, your life, half your life is, or it seems like, you know, soccer, you're a soccer family. You know, you all the soccer family. Fa- yeah. Now I'm out there, <laughs> but, but you know, everybody, you, you know, that's who you go get a smoothie with afterwards. That's who you go to church with. That's, so you're just automatic. You have your blue zone of these health minded people, right? It's killer. And in, in this last weekend, so it was our first weekend and the weather was beautiful mm-hmm. and you and I, we, we did this movie thing afterwards, but over with one of the other families, I was saying, oh, this, this, this just feels like medicine. Mm-hmm. To be out on a day like this, watching the kids run around, to be involved and talking with other families. That that is our tribe and our group and yeah, I wanna I wanna be known as one of those guys and yeah. I just fun. thought of somebody else that we won't name that taught we were at a conference and, and, and the person said, I'm gonna, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom right here. And I feel like this is one of those that I want everybody to hear. Again, if there is an area you wish you were doing better in regarding your health, a keys to the kingdom is find some social support. And I, if you can't find it, contact me. I'll help you. Contact me. Yeah. It's, it's because I think, I think I'm talking about meditating. I guarantee it's out there. I'll find out because I've got a connection there. Now there's some social group and they track your meditation. Probably some of the apps that I've talked about probably track yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's part of it. But to find a, a partner, I saw this on this, on the hydro thing recently on the Facebook group where some guys were going together going, Hey, and they were, cause you, most of them have like a fake name up there. You know, it's row, row, row your boat. That's their username. Right. I'm Gandalf. Yeah. Mine is Kevin Miller. Cause I'm that creative, uh, but they'll do that. But, and so you don't know, you don't know who they are. And so they got together on Facebook going, Hey, some of you guys, you know, row, row, row your boat and you know, Johnny on a log and, and whatever. I see you guys always at the top of the leaderboard with me. Let's get together and do our own group and we'll do some things together. I thought that's, that's just killer. That's going to help them. It's going to be a part of a new mechanism of social contact in America. There's yeah. the, the, there is the good side and the downside, of course, but it, it's here, and it can help. It does help a lot of people. Well, so, okay, so there we go. Social accountability, social support, social encouragement. It is hugely powerful. It's relevant for every one of us, and if you don't have it, it's a big missing link in your pursuit of being as well as you possibly can be. I want to hit another point of accountability. It's the kind that nobody really wants to hear about. But when we're looking at our health, how often do we also, we did a, we did a show, gosh, no, it was the Q and a show. And we were talking about epigenetics, you know, mm-hmm. and genetic and, and, and when I, so I was thinking about personal accountability and I typed in, um, blame into the, is that what I, t- I typed in the word blame? Okay. So go to, do, anybody can do this, go to Google put blame and hit search. I came up with 139 million, uh, you know, uh, whatever, you know, tags for that. But then it was two pay over two pages of news headlines in the past 24 hours 
that have blame in them. And it was, of course, politics. It was COVID. It was race. It was whatever. But we are in a blame culture, which is taking the accountability off of ourselves. So now I'm, I'm looking at personal accountability and looking at that. And you and I, you know, obviously, if you come from a faith-based perspective, you're going to have some different perspectives, but we talk stewardship is such a churchy religiosity word, but you take that away in business. There mm-hmm. should be good stewardship. We expect good stewardship of finances, mm-hmm. of resources. Warren Buffett is probably one mm-hmm. of the best financial stewards. Dave Ramsey, uh, to look at stewardship. So what is the accountability that we have to, if not our God, to our spouse, to our family, to our fellow man, to be stewards of our body? And this, you know, gets in this. Nobody wants to be, don't hold me to blame. Well, is there, uh, is there, <laughs> have you ever had a patient who's ever walked in who had any type of malady that was not at least some part from their personal fault. (laughs) Even if it was ignorance, ignorant, I'll take blame for my own ignorance, man. I did not know that my fault for not knowing that now I do, but I'm the one I did cause that it was my actions or lack of action. Are there any maladies that are purely genetic, purely that uh, toxin got into me from that bad company? And and the answer is yes, but it's the rare. Rare. That's what they make movies about. And that's why that one movie that the lady lawyer did and, and, you know, about toxic water and, and, and the kids were dying and whatever else. The, the love canal, right? Everybody wants to say, well, my malady is because of global warming and pollution. My, and parents, other, my parents, chemicals, right. whatever. It's, my dad had this problem too. We blame it on genetics. And so now it's, it's we, this, we touched base on in that Q&A, nature versus nurture, genetics, yeah. epigenetics. And I would say it like this, that there's the Huntington's disease is, it doesn't matter what you do, you will probably not make it past 35, right? It, it's genetically locked in, but there's, that's rare. Of course, you, we both know somebody who has, um, uh, shoot, the uh, doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, the doctor, um, that works with my wife. Uh, she has several cystic fibrosis CF. Is that who it is? Oh, who lives out of state? Yeah. Uh, cystic fibrosis. Who right. should not have lived to X, but now she's so far past that. She, she, she's one of the longer lived ones. And That's right. she's devoted how much of trying to surpass it. I mean, we did a show on COVID back when it first came out. And right now, I mean, is it my, am, am I to blame if I get it, whatever. But right now it's my responsibility to do everything I can so that my body can ward it off or fight it off. Not a guarantee. Well, that was such the, a debatable kind of. It's the both. That was the unpolitically that. correct meme floating around of a very unhealthy person, overweight, in a wheelchair with their McDonald's cup, yelling at some kid for not having their mask on and saying, "You're you're harming my health." Obviously, there's worse things happening to health than than COVID right now. I, again, I know that's not all fairness, but we're getting to the point of you know where are we with our personal, personal accountability. accountability, our personal stewardship. I, I, would, I would say here again, Kevin, and I hope this hits ears out there. And because what <clears throat> this is not on the extremes, right? There's no black and white. There's very few black and white, like Huntington's or whatever else. Most of us 
bear some responsibility for whatever malady that we have. Yeah. And I would now I'm arguing that part of the reason why we are struggling with this and it's becoming a debate and people are saying that it's other people's fault Mm -hmm. is that we have a culture and a system. I'm going to pick on the healthcare system again, that does not, not only does it not demand personal accountability, it doesn't even mention personal accountability, Mm -hmm. right? So you can eat whatever the heck you want. You pay the same insurance price as the next guy that engenders a thought. And and we have people comparing, you know, other cultures that have a national healthcare system. So it's hidden. Nobody is accountable to a choice, which to me, for us in our culture, engenders worse choices, right? It's the socially, it's social pressure down worse choices. And now we're coming in and saying, well, how can you be more accountable to your own self and your own family and to your own God and all of those kind of things, regardless of what everybody else is doing with their insurance money and, and whatever? Well, to what you said a minute ago, though, I thought, you know, I mean, the truth is regarding our health and wellness, I'll, I'll, me, I'll talk about me, me, I am a victim. I'm a victim of a corporate juggernaut who is looking to make the most money, the most profit that they can, even if they're not amoral, it's just the job of business. So if they can put some fillers that are cheaper in that food, as opposed to the real thing and whatever, and the FDA approves it and it goes out and I don't know any better and I'm eating that, or there's chemicals and pollution going into the sky from all the corporate stuff. So my health is limited by things I can't control. I am a victim. So let's just say we are all victims. To okay, a degree. So yeah. what? So we can point the finger and go, well, my, I'm, you know, X, Y, Z is the blame. What does that help? I love yeah. Tom Bilyeu's, uh, and that's spelled B-I-L-Y-E-U, I think. Um, Tom Bilyeu, he was one of the founders of Quest, which is now a billion-dollar company. They're the Quest bars that you see in grocery stores and whatnot. He has a video. If you type in Tom Bilyeu, shoot, what is, how is his name spelled? Uh, B-I-L-E-U, and type in it's all your fault. He has, he was being interviewed and there was this clip and he makes this preposterous story of if a meteor comes out of the sky, comes to the roof of his house and crushes his wife, he's going to just, he's just going to say, that was my fault. Now he goes on to, of course that's preposterous and he can't, but he, what he's saying is I, how much better off he is to have control, to claim some you know power in this, as opposed to just being a victim. And he's going to the extreme because we live on the extreme, just like I talked about with my Facebook or my, mm-hmm. my Google search, that we are in a blame mm-hmm. culture where mm-hmm. everything, and whenever we blame something else, we take away the power that we have to do anything about freedom. it. So I'm going to go his, his, uh, you know, his direction and, and try to, okay, I can do something about everything. Now, the only downside of that that people are going to bristle at is that when we say it's my fault i'm to blame we take that on and now it's guilt and self-flagellation that's not the point either this reminds me of tom ziggler recently who's been talking about having the highest standards and the deepest grace so can i do that can i say hey i'm going to take responsibility and have grace for myself i've not been good through mm-hmm. that or good at that through my lifetime but i'm going to do that so with grace i am going to take responsibility i am not going to blame something or somebody, if I get hit on my bike, I was thinking about Lance Armstrong, you know, the guy got cancer. Was he to blame for that? No. What did he get kudos for beating it? 
And they said, why? Look at him, man. He's so in shape. I mean, the guy was, you know, doing, mm-hmm. uh, doing, you know, all he could to recover, uh, from this. And he did. That's what I want to be. That's what I'll be preparing mm-hmm. for. So if I get plowed by a car on my bike, it's not my fault, you know, uh, but it's my responsibility to do all I can now so that I can knit together better than I would be if I was a couch potato. Well, if I was on the couch, I guess I wouldn't get hit by a car. So there's, mm-hmm. there's one vote for being on the couch. Well, and even that's you also, as you're driving a car, you wear a seatbelt, not because you are planning on getting in a car wreck, yeah. but that is like preparing for a meteor. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can do those things. If you give up, then that's right. Then give up mm-hmm. and blame somebody else. Our culture uh, makes that very welcome these days. And we're coming into a time where a significant part of the culture is now thinking that way more and more. And I would say they're, they're taught that way. The, system, the healthcare system teaches that it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. It's just age. It's just genetics. It's just whatever. So, you know, take your medicine, put that Band-Aid over the check engine light every day, every day, every day, every day, and just keep driving on. And if something bad happens, well, then, you know. And so how do you step out of that? How do you – now – I was one of the ones getting ready to bristle because in our clinic, we see so many people who have taken on too much responsibility. Yeah. They, they have not to the martyr complex, but well, even, even you, right. I, in, in your attempt to be super dad, attempt to be super businessman, attempt to be super, whatever else there, there was your some pathology. You're right. And I tried to take resp- my big downfall was t- to take responsibility for others, behaviors and feelings. Well, the empathy, the over coming, uh-huh. coming off of that and realizing, man, I am, I'm, I'm, it's my responsibility to do the best I can to love that person. Well, but ultimately they are responsible. They yeah. For yeah. how they decide to feel what, how they behave that's yeah. on them. And so that was the responsibility I should not have taken on. But for myself, so if I'm just looking in the mirror, who's responsible for me? Me. Me. 100%. I like to quote Malcolm. 100%, but I'm happy to have your support, buddy, in helping me because I am weak. And in, and in our case, it's mutual. So the yeah. vice versa is going to be there. Yeah. And I know that if you're a better you, then you help me to be a better me. Sure. Helping you be a better you. Malcolm Muggeridge, the most often quoted, least read man who wrote a lot of cool things. And some reporter asked him, you know, a hundred years ago, what is the main problem with the world? Me. Yes. That's what he said. I am. Yeah. And Alexander Solzhenitsyn, uh, it's such a, so pithy to say, but it's so, if you really, really believe that. Now, if it's a pithy statement, God, that, that, exactly, that, but you. if you really think that, cause as I said that, and I'm sitting there thinking about, man, that is, that's hard to swallow. Cause I think I, well, I didn't, I'm not doing that and I'm not doing that and that I thing's wrong and I'm right. not doing that, but what does that help me? So if, if I care enough, go do something, be a part of it. That's right. Help. How can it's, I help the deep, highest convictions, the yeah. deepest grace. And you know, when we look at our culture and we call things good or bad or evil or right or wrong and we forget. So the line between good and evil is not between parties and politics and, and races and things. It's right down the middle of your heart. Hmm. And when you put a whole lot of humans together with hearts that are on the spectrum of, you know, good, bad, right, wrong, we wind up with culture. We wind up with, with what we have. And there's lots of good. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of things that could be better. And there's lots of bad. 
Well, it's just a great, I mean, again, if we boil this down to say, we would love to all wake up tomorrow morning and be rock solid in our own personal responsibility. We don't blame, we take control. We are accountable to ourselves. These are the things we need to do today to be as well and successful as possible. And we just do them. That'd be great. That'd that's, be great. And we're trying. I mean, that's what all these books, we're feeding ourselves every day. And that's our responsibility too, to feed ourselves every day, to be, be becoming, as Randy would say, better, stronger, more devout in that vein. But no, and as you would also say, <laughs> and we can so much help ourselves by other people. I mean, we, we do, you know, so often from a faith-based standpoint, we want God's help. God help me. God speak to me. God direct me. And even biblically, how does he do that? Primarily 99% of the time through another person. Mm -hmm. He even sends this guy to do that. And he sends that gal to do that or whatever. He does that. So how can we harness God in other people? Through the, I would say through relationship. Yeah. It's support, encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. That is the mysterious beauty, the luminous, the nuance, the, the essence of, of humanity. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the, it's the cracks that we all have and, and, and what shines through and, and on the medical side, there's, there's a wonderful blend that's infinitely complex into the biochemistry mm -hmm. of what is that? And the, the, the biochemistry of friendship, like mm -hmm. what a great research topic and paper and whatever else. And then at the end of that, when the pharmaceutical company says, how do we bottle that? You and I are here today saying, go have a friend, go be a friend, go find a friend. Go find a friend. Go, Go find a support. Friend. Go be a friend. Because then you're, you're also, true. you gave your freedom away. <laughs> be a friend. That is true. Go be a friend. I think Zig has a quote like that. If you go out looking for friends, they're hard to find. If you go out to be a friend, you'll find them in multitudes, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Find a friend. Yeah. I know we said it a lot, but I'll say it again. Go find support. Get a support group. Find somebody for the areas of health and wellness you want to progress in. It's so valuable, and in truth, it's just vital. Well, friends, I really encourage you to seek out accountability in your life, whether it's a group or just one person even. Pay for it if need be. Actually, I'm a fan of paying for some accountability from an expert, even alongside any other accountability you may have or find as well. Friends, thank you for tuning in to this self-helpful podcast where I strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience of life and the way we show up for others. Stay driven, my friends. Stay driven.